Welcome, everyone, to the sunny hills of podcast land. It is time for the Best Pictures Awards, a.k.a. the Pickies. It's the most glorious night in film podcast awards or day or whenever you listen to it. That's podcast humor for you. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you all are listening. Um, so to get things started, we are going to present some, you know, honorary awards there were no nominees for these we just selected who was gonna win so we're gonna start off with the la baby award it is going to chad oliver welcome to the stage boy i'm the the la baby Um, because you've been in la for a short amount of time like a baby is a short amount of a person so i'm like a year and a half old yeah um so uh well i have so many people to thank uh, mm-hmm. uh, goo goo gaga, wawa, <laughs> wawa. Oh, here's the music. Sorry, see you later, Chad. Uh, all right. <laughs> okay, and now the second honorary award of the night. It is the Chattanooga Choo Choo Memorial Chattanooga Sweetheart Award, and it is going to Mr. Mark Watlington. Pardon me, boy. This is the song about the choo choo. Woo woo. Um, I would like to thank everyone involved here, including our very esteemed conductor of this choo choo train, Cody Lunsford. Thank you. You, you know, uh, let's throw, throw a lateral out here, um, but we, we didn't plan to do this, but I would, I'd like to nominate Cody Lunsford for an award, and that's best at coming up with awards on the fly. So Thank you. There you go. Thank you. Uh, um, wow. Now you just I got have... a nomination. I won the award because I just came up with this one. <laughs> oh. You got nominated. Okay. okay. So. Thank you. Well, it's, it's a pleasure to be nominated always. Always. Um, you know. Speaking of nominations, this is a very special episode of the show. We, instead of telling you our favorite movies of past years, we are going to tell you some of our favorite movies of this current year. And we're also going to tell you some of our favorite performances, some of our favorite writing and directing and i know you're thinking to yourself wow i was really hoping i would get five episodes focused on 2017 why just this one award show well don't worry you'll be getting those five episodes whenever we get to it in 37 years man cannot wait to watch the emoji movie for the razzie you're you're suggesting it's going to take 37 years to cover uh what 10 not 10 years 20 years of of film history I'm going to be completely honest, not positive how math works. Okay. It's like two and a half, two and a half years. We'll okay. get there in two. We'll, we'll, we'll get Plus to those bonus eventually. episodes. Yeah, who knows? We'll get to those eventually. That's not what this is. This is our special award show. So the way it's going to work is all three of your esteemed hosts are going to nominate a nominate in each category the other two co-hosts will vote on it you have to have at least two votes to be an official nominee there's going to be six nominees for each category except for best pictures best picture pictures best pictures picture um which will have yeah you know best pictures best picture yeah it's the best pictures best picture um it uh that one will have 12 nominees so we will supply the nominations you on our Best Pictures Facebook group, we'll have the ability to vote on them and select our winners, which we will announce at a later date, probably at the beginning of the next episode. Um, so do you guys want to just like 
hop into our nominations? Like start let's, this night uh, off right? Let's start this night out right. And so the first uh, category will be best screenplay. And Cody, we're starting with you. Uh, who would you like to put up for nomination for best screenplay? Okay, so since I'm going first, I can go a bit buck wild. But I think before I go, we need to really like think about what is a screenplay? Oh, boy. I think this is actually pretty easy. Um, it's the words that the it people is say and do before also they say and do them. The the actions that they do. Yeah. It's kind uh-huh. of what what this the person who thinks up the movie hasn't planned for the movie. Cody, uh-huh. didn't you take fucking lessons on this? Yeah, like classes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ever heard you know of how Sid I, Field? <laughs> Ever uh, heard or of uh, uh, Blake Snyder? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, these names I remember. <laughs> yeah, Mark knows. Okay, so first off, I'm I, I'm going for it, guys. I'm going to nominate the motion picture. It for best screenplay. It was written by Chase Palmer and Carrie Fukunaga. I'm sorry, what was written by Chase Palmer and Carrie Fukunaga? God, it was. I'm written. sorry. One more time. <laughs> oh my god. It was. Huh? It was. <laughs> Okay, it was written by Chase Palmer and Carrie Fukunaga and Gary Doberman, based on the novel by Stephen King. I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. I It's based on a book that I enjoy a lot, a book that is very hard to adapt. I think it adapted it very well. What are your what are your guys' votes or thoughts? Hmm. I'm trying to think. So you say it was adapted well. What what do you like specifically about the screenplay? Is it like the dialogue's coming in well? Is it like the it was just tight, like all the story elements came together in some way? Yeah, I think um, I I did enjoy the dialogue in it. Um, also, it just was a way the way that it condensed the story um, and took out needless things, simplified some other things, streamlined stuff, and still okay. maintained like a very fun movie throughout. So that it, is my petition for nomination. The book also has like a a whole bit about the kids as adults and the screenplay split that up into like a sequel kind of, right? Yes, yes, it'll be the second movie, yeah. Okay. So do you I'm, think that Oh, go ahead, Mark. I was going to ask if you think that like they did that exceptionally well or if you think that that was kind of laid out. I don't know the structure of the book. Is it like the first half is the kids, the second half is the adults, no, or is it told it in like alternates. alternate chapters? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it alternates. It's the adults remembering their childhood. So this okay. went away with it. But the nineteen ninety miniseries also did that. So that wasn't the most unique thing about it. It was just kind of it added new scares. Um, you know, like the some of the like scary shit and it wasn't the stuff that was in the book originally. So it like added new things, simplified things. It just was like Whenever people say best adapted screenplay, sometimes what people are wanting is the one closest to the source material. And my argument for this is it changed it and it changed Mm -hmm. it for the better. Okay, so I'm with you. I think it's a very good screenplay. I think it's a very good movie. But I need the answer to this question, and it's going to hinder whether or not I vote yes. Um, And that is... (laughs) No pressure. I know that this scene was removed from the movie where the children have like an orgy in the sewers but was it in the screenplay did they write it down and decide to remove it no it was never in the screenplay from everything i've read if it was never in the screenplay i'll I'll say yes it gets a nominee (laughs) it's a yes for me what gets a nomination damn it it. (laughs) what does it though damn it Damn what, Cody? <laughs> oh my God, um, Mark. 
your vote doesn't matter, but <laughs> what um, is Yeah, your I vote? mean, I I'm not opposed to this choice. Um it, it the movie was not in my list of screenplay nominations, but I think that uh, the screenplay was written well, and I hope you notice that I have been uh, saying this sentence without actually saying the name of the movie to avoid confusion. Ha! <laughs> we would have never been confused. So that's our first nominee for best screenplay: the motion picture Stephen King's. Yay. It. Um, uh, Chad, I, I go next. You're up next. All right, I'm going to nominate uh, Noah Baumbach for uh, the Myrowitz stories, new and selected, hmm. because that dialogue good. <laughs> that dialogue I think you mean that dialogue well I think that dialogue best as in best picking we'll see for best we will play. see but yeah I just I really like this movie a lot uh, it's got Adam Sandler Ben Stiller and uh, that other guy Dustin Hoffman um, and they just they communicate with each other in a way that just feels real like they talk over each other a lot they ignore each other their dialogue isn't like pretty or cinematic it's just like raw and real how families talk and i like that a lot so thus my reasoning for uh nominating what do you boys think of that movie i like it a lot i'm a big fan of it it kind of um took me by surprise because i was like oh adam sandler ben stiller movie i should know by now not to be you know instantly shocked don't don't get your hopes up for (laughs) for those two boys um and yeah i was astounded by it i also think it has a good screenplay it is very human the way it opens with adam sandler shouting about like finding a parking spot is just like a very real human moment and then it really builds on the idea of family and how the relationship between each individual kid with their parents can be so uniquely different yeah i I'm going to throw my vote behind this one. I completely, uh, I'm on board for so, this one. So far, Mark's vote has not mattered for either movie. <laughs> I know, it's we should cool. let Mark talk second. Um, I actually, I, I'm not particularly enamored with this movie. I enjoyed it. It just wasn't um, anything super special for me. It, it felt kind of like a, the dialogue felt kind of uh, Woody Allen-ish. It's just kind of like fast-talking New York Jewish people. Yeah, it's um, a very which, Noah Baumbach-y, in other words. Yeah, uh it, it felt like, yeah, it, it didn't feel that unique or special to me. Um, I thought some of the performances were good. I really liked Ben Stiller's performance in that movie. He's so good. Um, but we will get to performances later. Right. Okay, um, but it but gets we, the nomination. We got the nomination. Meyerowitz. Meyerowitz? Meyerowitz? Yes. yes. Uh, Mark, you're up. I pronounced it three All right. different ways, and you, you just said Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's probably one of those also mayor whites who knows? i think yeah, that's maybe. probably it all right well uh my first pick is goes to one of my favorite movies of the year um and one of the best romantic comedies i've ever seen i'm nominating emily v gordon and camille Nanjiani mm, for so the best good. the big sick um so i think this is probably going to be unanimous yeah but it, mark tell us about it first. it's on my top list so yeah go ahead mark <laughs> I think that a it has some of the best jokes of the year. There's a joke about 9/11 that <laughs> has stuck with me from the very moment that I heard it. Yeah, and it's one of my favorite jokes. No offense to like Seth MacFarlane, but it's the one good 9/11 joke. I actually, uh, I've heard other good 9/11 jokes. I forget uh, 
who's anyway. Well, this isn't a 9-11 joke <laughs> podcast, so let's focus on yeah, the that's Not yet, week. Cody, not yet. <laughs> um, I think I it, it kind of plays with a lot of... It, it does a lot of things really well. One of them is building a really believable romance between Kumail and and is the character's name Emily as well? It must be. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between, they're they're their uh, actual names. Well, not yeah, she, I know that, Emily's name, but not the actress's name. That would be weird. Yeah, but they changed her last name. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, I they build a really believable romance that I love. Every single character um, has a really great arc, like. Kumail and Emily and Emily's parents and even Kumail's parents have a lot of real depth to them, mm. um, which I really appreciate. And also they kind of play with this trope that happens a lot in uh, romantic comedies where like one character will have like a like a realization about what they were doing wrong in a relationship and then the other character will just immediately forgive them. But I love the fact that after Emily comes out of her coma, like she is still in the same place that she was when she went into the coma. Yeah. Um, which I I was worried about watching it, but the way that they tackled that was really well, was really great. Agreed on all fronts. Let's totally. put it on the list. Yep. The Big Sick is nominee number three. Okay. Ramon is so, so it good is. in that movie. Yeah. So it is back to me. Um, back to you. Wait, I thought this was a serpentine. Gr- or no, oh, you're right. I go next. You're right. It is. No, Mark, um, Mark would go again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a serpentine draft. So think of it as like you walk down a line Uh to the very end. So say you're like you're like high fiving the baseball team after Uh the game. You're like, good game, good game, good game. Then you turn around, you high five the person you high five last and then go back down the line. So that person you high five first, you're you're high fiving last. If you're doing that, can you just give a high 10 to the person at the end of the line? Like just like both hands slapped in the air? No, it's different because it's, it's not like I nominated two movies at the same time. Maybe right? you should. Next I'm nominating time two because separate like it's movies. a short podcast, and we got <laughs> anyway, to time on that. I just I wanted to describe a serpentine draft. Okay, go, Mark. Um, I am going to nominate um, another one of my favorite movies this year. Uh, Call me by your name. Describe um, it. Cody has a reaction. I I I love. I think that there's a lot. This is also adapted from a book, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, a book that has long descriptions of like internal emotions that are going on in characters, and uh, I think that the the movie conveys those emotions really well. Um, and I don't know how much of that is in the screenplay, and how much is that of that is just the actor understanding the the thing that mm-hmm. they're supposed to be feeling. Mm-hmm. But I think that the screenplay does a really great job of. Um, conveying the relationship that all of these people have with each other and also um, without necessarily directly addressing it, the the emotions that they're having within themselves. I think uh, a standout would be, um, I mean, spoilers, this movie is about um, a gay relationship and the conversation at the the fountain where they're, where that they're first talking about that between themselves is written in this really great way where it's like they're not necessarily like admitting it, but they're kind of talking around it. Mm-hmm. And it's clear that they're talking about the same thing, mm-hmm. but it's also clear that they're both afraid to address what's going on. And I think that's a really great conversation. Um, okay. So I, this screenplay is written by James Ivory. Also, we should make it known. Yes. Um, I think 
this is not necessarily one of my favorite movies of the year for sure. I also think this is a movie that lives and dies on its acting. Um, the story doesn't really work for mm-hmm. me necessarily. I find it kind of like if the acting wasn't so good, I would find this movie like incessantly boring and not that interesting. It's only the fact that the acting is so good that keeps me interested. So I vote no, but now it's Chad's vote. I like this movie a lot. It's one of my, uh, I don't know if it's top 10. It's, it's up there. It's probably definitely top 15. Um, I don't think this, the screenplay is not necessarily what I like about it. I'll nominate it for other things. Uh, I'll vote for it for other things, but right now, it has amazing moments in the screenplay, but uh, it's not as, hmm, I don't know. I'm going to vote no. Okay. Okay. So so, how thi- so now how this works, audience, is Mark gets to pick again. I get another shot at it. And I, I'm going to do this pretty quick because I know that both of you will veto this. I just want to get this out there. Um, I think Killing the Sacred Deer has a nope. really great screenplay. Nope, 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 nope. Um, and, and here, here is the thing I wanted to say about it. I think that the dialogue is like intentionally stilted in a way yes. that I think is really great. Um, and I think that yeah. um, you don't think it's stilted? It's stilted. <laughs> no, it, I don't think it's great. <laughs> um, I just think that the way that the, that the story is um, revealed is really great. Yeah, um, and I, I can't say too much about it without getting too much into detail. I I think that the way that the, it tells the story is really great, and I really enjoy the fact that its dialogue is so like fucking stilted and unbelievable. Yeah, I don't hate it as much as Chad. I just am not necessarily on board for this. I think yeah. again, that's another one where I'm more interested by some of the acting than the story itself. Um, try one more again. Jumanji was better, so try again. <laughs> Chad with his weird Jumanji takes. Um. All right. Here's an easy one, lady. Bird, Lady written by Greta Bird. Gerwig, written by Greta Gerwig, um, has just an unbelievable. It's an unbelievable movie, but I think that a lot of the the structure of the plot in in that it just kind of shows um, Lady Bird kind of um, developing over a year and going through different um, mm-hmm. people in her life. I think it's it's a really great depiction of like what a year looks like in high school, and mm-hmm. it also and- has really great really great dialogue and a really great dynamic between her parents and her. Yeah. Absolutely. The, the way the, it. the relationship between mother and daughter and father and daughter are written is just like next level, insane. Good. Like, it's great. I love this movie. I and also, back your vote. Yep. Uh, also her relationship with every other character in the movie. Um, there's particular yep. scenes with Timothy Chalamet and Lucas Hedges that are phenomenally those boys, written. Those boys act. <laughs> Yeah, and like, and, it, and also her female best friend, who's uh, the actress's name I have forgotten, Beanie Feldstein. Yes, um, Jonah the stars Hill's of sister. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right, Jonah I Hill's sister. Jonah Hill's sister. Yes, that's yep. shattering my world. That's yeah, awesome. It's just it's just full of great moments. It's full of real moments. Like it, it, mm-hmm. very much, Lady Bird is like trying to be funny in moments, and her jokes fall flat. Mm-hmm. Also, a movie that has musical mm-hmm. theater as a featured point is never gonna like go wrong with me um 
I did have somebody say, like I was talking to somebody the other day who was like, you know, I didn't necessarily love Lady Bird and I asked them the question. So you always get along with your mom, right? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, that's why. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> because it's very much, and this is something I have realized, like as I've like gotten a bit older, like I would fight with my mom all the time and I had the Lady Bird realization of like, oh, we're people. We just disagree. Mm-hmm. She loves me a lot, you know? And yeah. so like, mm-hmm. I think- it's a resounding yes for me. So I good. love that movie. Uh, so Lady Bird is our fourth nominee. Um, mm-hmm. If I am counting right, I'm next. Yes. That is correct. Um, you are the middle of the line that we're high five. So I'm going to nominate my boy, Ryan Johnson, for Star Wars The Last Jedi, for um, writing a Star Wars movie that uh, surprised me at every turn, um, defied all of my expectations going in, um, talked about things like the Force in complex ways that had never been done in a Star Wars before, um, and just given all these characters just some some good moments. Um, so that's that's my uh, case for Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Was was my boy Lawrence Kasdan credited on this? No, it's written and nope. directed by. Ryan it's Johnson. it's straight Ryan. Yes. Yeah, film by. Damn son, I love that guy. He's so good. Yeah. Y'all seen Brick? You should watch Brick. <laughs> yeah, should Brick. watch Brick. I haven't seen it. <laughs> what are fantastic. your thoughts, Mark? Um, I mean, The Last Jedi is without a doubt top three, top two, possibly top one Star Wars movie mm-hmm. um, of all time, which is high praise from me, um, mm-hmm. a dev- devoted Star Wars lover. Um, I think that what it what it does is it kind of captures what it means to be Star Wars. And at mm-hmm. the same time, it kind of says "fuck you" to what you expect mm-hmm. Star Wars to be, right? The gross um, fanboyishness. No, that I mean goes along with it. I mean, not the gross fanboyish necessarily, but I'm talking about like I think we expect Star Wars to be the story of the Skywalker family, and it's kind of like, well, no, our main character isn't part of the Skywalker family, and I think we expect Star Wars to be like, oh, Luke's going to come in and save the day, and it's like, well, it's time for Luke to be done and start a new generation, right? Um. So I I think that um, it's really smart in a way that Star Wars isn't necessarily usually a smart movie. So is that a yes? That's a that's a very big yes. Hey, hey. it's it's going to be another unanimous um, one. Um, This one didn't necessarily have been one that I nominated, but it's not one I'm going to argue at all. Mm -hmm. This is a Star Wars movie about. Star Wars and people's relationship with Star Wars, how they like it, how they dislike it. it like, it has such a metatextual level yes. of like, and th- that screenplay, you know, like that's all within that, that's on the page type mm-hmm. of stuff. And yeah, I'm not going to argue against this one. This is a yes from me. All right, Kobo. Now it is my turn. Um, So I'm between two. Um, I'm not going to... My favorite movie of the year was Shape of Water. Spoilers. I'm not going to nominate that one as much as I love it. I don't think it has a bad screenplay, but the movie I'm going to nominate, I think, has a far superior, stronger screenplay, and that is Jordan Peele's Get Out. I'm so glad you nominated this because it was between Star Wars and this (laughs) for me, and I really wanted this one to be nominated. Uh, so I back your vote, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so Get Out, it is the story of a uh, black guy who goes home um, for the weekend to his white girlfriend's 
family estate, I would even call it. And shit goes bad and it's horrific. I mean, you should have seen Get Out by now. It's basically been out for a year. And it's incredible. It's smart. It's funny. It's dark. It's horrific. It's completely well written. Jordan Peele knocked it out of the park in his first movie. Like, Cody. I love it. He has to pick Cotton to save his life. Yeah. It's an amazing screenplay. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very well done. It's so good. So it's a yes for me, it's a yes from Chad, Mark. Um I need to rewatch uh Get Out cuz it I have basically I don't even know what you're talking about the the picking cotton thing. It's been like 8 months since I saw that um, movie. Spoiler alert, hit the forward 15 seconds thing. It's when he's sitting in the chair and he, uh, he's oh, tied right, up right, and right. he picks okay, the yeah, you're out right, of the chair and puts right. it in his ear so he can't hear the T hypnotism yeah. thing. Yep. Yeah. Um, I I completely agree. It is such a smart screenplay in its in its allegory and it's like so both both in its like subtext and in its text. Like it has a lot of Absolutely. really smart lines. I think like one of the best lines in a movie this year was like, if I, I would have voted for Obama three times if I could have. Like, right. I think their depiction of like white wokeness is mm-hmm. so great. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna back this. So okay. uh, yeah, we we all would have nominated Get Out three times. <laughs> if we could. Yeah, man. Um. Okay. I, you can tell that I'm not one of the Get Out people because I only saw Get Out once. So that makes right. it better than you both of you. Oh, I saw it three times in theaters. I couldn't get enough. Oh. <laughs> get Out. Uh, but yeah. So, Cody, you wanted to, for us to all pick our favorite, what we would pick to win in these categories? Yes. And we got to move fast. Mark, right. you pick your winner out of these six. Big Sick. Okay. Big Sick. Chad? Uh, for me, it's Meyerowitz. And for me, it is Ladybird. So, so, yeah. There we, we go. We are all over the place. So, our next category is um, best supporting actor. Yes. We definitely are going to have to move faster on these. Right. Chad, you are going to go first. I'm going to nominate uh, Michael Keaton for Spider Man Homecoming. What the wow. fuck? Wow. <laughs> We are coming out of the gate. He is so good in that movie. He is just menacing. He's the first Marvel villain I've ever, like, understood why he does the things he does. He's just a guy who just... uh, But, yeah, it's all played really well by Keaton, and it's a really good role. Played really well. What do you guys think? Mark? I, uh... I think that it's like hands down the best one-off uh, villain in any of the Marvel movies. Maybe even the best villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know what? Best villain. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck mm-hmm. Loki. Agreed. I don't think Loki works that well that well as a villain. I think he works well as like a brother. Agreed. That's a different take. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, completely agree. I'm uh, I'm on the fence with this one, but it's already two votes, so let's just roll with it. Michael Keaton. We're going to have some nerd-ass list, which is okay, because this is the pickies. Um, okay, Mark, you are up next. I'm going to go with Mark Rylance in Dunkirk. Uh, he is the the boat captain who is who is uh, steering the boat with the two young boys in it to get to the... the um, the okay. Dunkirk. I mean, to get to Dunkirk. Yeah. I remember I think him. That what, what stands out about him for you? His... Um, A, he's the only character in that movie who has any backstory at all. Right. Um, or at least the, the people on the boat in general. But I think that his his bravery stands in stark contrast to everyone else's, especially the people on the on the shore. They aren't necessarily cowardly, but like 
they are doing what it takes to survive and he's the only one who understands the consequences of what he's doing of like he his son died in the war he mm-hmm. he knows he he surely fought in world war one like he knows what it means to go into a war zone um and he knows what it means to risk your life and he does it and you can see that all over his face and in the way he addresses um uh the the pilot that they pick up who is shell-shocked and you can see it in the way that he uh talks to the the soldiers that he picks up he has utmost respect for them um but also has so much courage okay i I love him so much your now, thoughts now i haven't seen this movie since it was out in the summer um and i i remember this character i don't remember his performance that well i'm gonna have to vote no simply because of the amount of good supporting actors there are and he didn't really stand out to me yeah it's gonna seem like we're picking on mark because he's the only one who's got no votes but i'm also gonna go no on it just because i don't think anyone in dunkirk has enough to do like the point of that movie isn't really the actor's I thought you were planning on nominating Harry Styles. That was a bit from okay. a while ago. Okay. I'm glad because <laughs> um, I would have voted no on that too. But okay, Mark, what's yeah. your what's your next uh, I'm excited for you guys to rewatch Dunkirk and realize that I was right. I've seen um, it my, twice, Mark. I watched it within the past like month. My my next pick is gonna be um um uh, Michael Stuhlbarg for calling by your name. Um, playing mm. the dad in that movie. Yeah. Okay. I think I think he has one of the defining uh, scenes of that movie. Absolutely. Um, where, yeah. where he is talking to his son about what it means to be honest with yourself about your feelings for other people, and he kind of uh, intimates that he um, had similar feelings for someone when he had a similar experience when he was young, and he just kind of covered it up, and he regrets that. And I think it's a mm. beautiful speech uh, done beautifully. Mm-hmm. Uh, good dad, good performance. You got my vote. Also have my vote. I think this is very good. Um, I would also make the argument that Michael Stuhlbarg should have a special award for also being in The Post and uh, Shape of Water this year. Uh, yeah, so... Should we just nominate him as Renaissance Man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll nominate him for Call Me By Your Name. But yeah, cool. I'm on board with that. Very good pick, Mark. Um, Cody, what's up? Okay, so my my pick now for Best Supporting Actor, I am going to go with Richard Jenkins' Shape of Water. Um, I'll do a super quick thing because we haven't talked about Shape of Water a lot. He plays the main character's next-door neighbor. He has a lot of uh, dynamic scenes with her. You see he is a gay man living in this kind of 1950s, right? That's roughly the time frame? Yeah. yeah. I think um, 60s because it was like the space race, but yeah. Oh, okay. That time. Um, and so he's kind of a recluse, but he's, he's a good friend with Eliza. Um, I think it's great. Richard Jinks pretty awesome yeah he's great I think he's good uh yeah it's a go ahead mark go ahead i was just gonna say it's a fantastic role and his scene in the bar is um really well done and i think the way you can kind of tell that he um is a gay man before he necessarily come out comes out and says it uh is is really well done as well awesome so that's a yes from all of us that's a yes from me he was really good Yes, um, you Cody, you have more. another one. Yeah, yeah, Cody, yeah, you, have um, one more. you got another one. <laughs> Snake <draft. Fuck. laughs> Okay, I'm crazy for this one. Uh, um, I'm gonna go with Bill Skarsgård playing Pennywise the Clown in the motion picture. It. Um, it's terrifying. He is scary, what's, but he... what's terrifying? Sorry, I'm done. I'm done. I'm do done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. 
Um, he he plays it with kind of like a childlike, creepy voice, but he is horrific. I think he's great. I think that movie falls apart if that performance isn't great. Yeah. That is my appeal. So the movie hinges on him. Yes, that's true. He is very scary. He makes so many bold choices. <laughs> just like the way he moves his body is just so... Yeah. yeah you know what? Sure. Yeah. Skarsgård. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Who cares? It's the pickies. It's the pickies. Mark you know, thoughts. I don't know how... I think some of the scariest moments, I'm not sure if it was a body double or not. I'm talking specifically about him coming out of the clock or whatever where he like unfolds. Ooh. Like that can't be Skarsgård himself, right? Sure. Fair. Yeah. Um, But I think that the way he interacts with the kids is genuinely horrifying. And my vote doesn't matter. So fuck it. The way he... <laughs> fuck it. It's the picky. The way he marches up to the boy swinging his arms outright after unfolding yeah. out of the clock is good. <laughs> so even That's, if the clock that, thing isn't him, he's good. That is defo him. Um, okay. All right. Uh, here is me trying to get... Uh, coming to take a deer in here again. Billy, uh, um, Barry K- Keegan. In that movie, I think that he's the he's the kid. He's, he's the creepy he's, kid. He's the creepy kid. Um, and I think his creepiness, but also his like, um, con- I. It is so hard to describe this movie. Um, but I think that he balances the role of being like creepy and menacing, but also like he's like these are the rules of the game, and you have to follow them, and this is like a normal thing to do. Yeah, he's um, needy and bratty at the same time. He's needy, bratty, and like fucking creepy as hell at the same time he also eats spaghetti in a way that is mesmerizing and he should get it for that alone yes it's very good um chad your Uh, vote he also doesn't like it's just no one in that movie is an actual character they're all puppets and (laughs) no one behaves in a way that makes sense i don't like anything about this movie so i'm just gonna vote no on uh (laughs) The fact that I Chad, what you, the, but Cody, they don't be, they don't behave in a way that makes sense because they don't live in a world that makes sense. Sure, it's not a they world that a doesn't world make sense like, in a way that's interesting to me as an audience. I like other okay. worldly things. I don't like this movie. Okay, okay, I'm gonna make it easy. It is this is the only thing that I would give this movie is this performance. It's a yes for me. It is truly unsettling that i mean he there's no reason why he should be that intimidating to colin farrell or anybody else and he pulls it off and again we'll give him some points for being really good in dunkirk as well so uh yeah uh yes i this is a yes for me this kid has a future in front of him he's got chops i don't like the character or yeah yeah okay anyways i'm gonna nominate lucas hedges for ladybird and not yeah. his wow. bad, bad role in that bad... Three billboards? Three billboards movie. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was not very good in that movie, but he wasn't given a lot to do. Uh, anyways, in Lady Bird, he was very good. The scene where he breaks down in front of Lady Bird, where uh, he's not really coming out to her because she already knows that he's gay, but she's he's just talking about his like struggle, and he breaks down, and it's really touching and sweet and sad and... Uh, I think he's great. Uh, before that, he's just good at being an awkward teen, and that's good too. Mm-hmm. So, Lucas Hedges. Mark. Um. Yeah, I, I, I'm cool with this. I'm just surprised that we left William Defoe on the board. <laughs> Same. Um, yeah, but... I mean. Uh, he's not my favorite thing about that movie. I don't know why he's the only one. No, you know, I I I completely agree that there are two better actors than, than him in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um. 
but he's, he is he's, he's good in that movie. Great. Yes. Back to back to Lucas Hedges. Um yeah, I mean I think the 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 way that he interacts with with Lady Bird even before he has that honest moment with her mm-hmm. is really great. Mm-hmm. Um in a way that like at first comes across as like just an awkward like high school uh romance, but like as it progresses you're like, um there's something else holding him back. Right. Um and then it yeah. Uh, you guys don't need it, but I give a cosign to this as well. Again, wouldn't have necessarily been one of my picks, but because it is a very small role, but what he does in it it's is very, very effective. His crying scene's incredible. It's a thumbs up for me. So good that he's going to be my winner overall for the category, Lucas Hedges. Okay. Um, um, Kobo. Mark? Or Mark. Who? <laughs> it, yeah, Mark, who's your winner? Um, I think it's Barry Keegan. I'm sorry. Maybe there'll be a point where we don't vote for our own because I am voting for Richard Jenkins for Shape of Water. I will have okay. you know that I almost voted for my other pick. <laughs> Great. Um, okay, so Mark, best supporting actress. Um, my best supporting actress, I'm going to start out. We were talking about the Florida Project. I'm going to give it to um, uh, it's Bria Venate, I think, um, I think playing the mom. Yeah. the mom. The um, mom. Okay. She yeah. is outstanding in this movie i think there's a there's a line that you you can that you have to walk in this role where you're portraying her as like a mom who loves her daughter um which she conveys incredibly well um and their relationship is like unlike anything i've ever seen before in terms of like just its it's honesty but also she's a really fucking bad mom yeah and -hmm. possibly a bad person yes um and she like you never don't think that. But you also, every time she makes a decision that's a really bad decision, you completely understand where she's coming from. And that is an amazing uh, performance. Right. Yep. Chad? 100% agree. She's on my list of top actresses. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just... And for this to be her first role ever, uh, the director, Sean Baker, actually found her on Instagram and thought she'd probably be good for this role. <laughs> and Right. Uh, which makes me think she's probably not really acting. She's probably just like being herself. But yeah, but it's fine. I, I think there's a lot of not good. acting, just being yourself in this movie. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree with you guys. I think the movie is great. I think literally everyone in it is great. Um, and she's good. Yep. It's a, it's a yes from me, dog. Um, so now it's my turn, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. I am going to go with Catherine, Catherine Keener from Get Out. She is the mom of the family. <laughs> um, she is the one who hypnotizes Daniel Kaluuya. Right. Um, what stands out about great. her role to you? I mean, I'm a very horror-loving boy, horror-loving boy, and... Not a, not a horror-loving boy, a horror-loving no. boy. Horror, it's a hard word for me to say. Mm-hmm. Um, as w- we can tell by some of my other picks and my <laughs> voting along with some picks, again, she there is no reason for this woman to be so unsettling. She's just playing a standard mom, that sort of thing but she still is able to be so effectively creepy and terrifying and you you feel such a sense of power from her over uh, the main character. I think she's very mm-hmm. good. 
She's very she's very good. I don't think she's the best supporting actress in that movie. Uh, For that reason alone, I'm going to probably pass on this one. But she is very good. I actually agree with Chad and for the same reasoning. Okay, so I'm going to hop in it again. I'm going to pick my other favorite mom, Holly Hunter from The Big Sick. Oh, (laughs) Holly Hunter from The Big Sick. (laughs) Um, We already talked about Big Sick, so we won't get into it too much. She plays Emily's mom. She has an interesting dynamic with Kumail where she hates him instantly, but then because he has kind of broken Emily's heart. um, But then there is definitely some real bonding and some real life lessons that um, she that she gives to Kamel and then the scene where she gets pissed off at the heckler yeah, I was just about at Kumel's <laughs> yep. set is incredible. So um, we didn't get to him. Ray Romano would have been pretty close on my best supporting mm-hmm. actor list. I think everybody in this movie is great. Yeah. Holly Hunter, especially. Uh, I'm going to agree 100%. Um, I, you just said Mark, but I'm going to agree 100%. <laughs> yeah. Mark. Um, I've been patiently waiting my turn to talk, and I completely agree. I think her, just the scene where she's fucking going off on that heckler is amazing, and then their their bonding moment after that, I think her performance is just fantastic. Yeah, very, Agreed. very, very good. And hey, she didn't have to drink Jesse Eisenberg's piss in this movie, so that's always a plus. That we know of. <laughs> right. Chad, what's your first that's pick? That's Batman versus Superman, for yeah. people who don't know. Also I'm real life. gonna first nominate the Dern for The Last mm. Jedi. I don't know, Chad. Laura Dern. <laughs> this this seems like you're purposely baiting because Mark loves Laura Dern more than anything in the world. Is she so good <laughs> in Last Jedi? <laughs> Dern Tootin. Um, what do you love about her performance, Chad? I love that she... Um, it was. It, it felt right for her to be in a Star War. I don't know. Like she always belonged in the franchise. Um, she's like a good, like firm leader, like a strong character. And I think it was important that we get like a a, a female military leader that's not Princess Leia. Um, the, the Princess Leia is great, but like she was like the only one we had. Um, and yeah, she's great, but she's like also. She her relationship to Poe is I think my favorite thing about her character. The way she like admires him, but also like puts her foot down with his BS. Uh I like that Dern. Um, so you know that um Dern is uh one of my favorite things. Yes. I don't love the character of Admiral Holdo though. Mm. Um I think I in any I think in any actor's hand it's a kind of a flat character that doesn't necessarily grow very much. And that's hard. It's hard for me to nominate um, an actress or actor for a role like that. Okay. So you're going to say, so no. I'm going to, I'm going to say no. And Cody's going to say be, no. It's going to be a no for me. I think it, it, I mean, Laura Dern's never bad. I just looking at the list of supporting actresses possibilities, like it's such a stacked year. I'm going to have to vote now. Sorry, Jim. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say Octavia Spencer for Shape of Water because War Eagle. War Eagle, fly down the field. Never to conquer, okay, never okay. to yield. Yes. Well, yes. What, yes uh, for me. Uh, um, she's she's very good. Um, she's just like, she's always so funny and and great. She's, just, she's a good friend. And I like that she's a good friend. 
Yeah, she. So she for Shape of Water yeah. is what you're Shape nominating of water, her for. Yeah. Um, she plays Elena's like uh, Eliza's. Damn it, Eliza's like best friend who works at the plant with her. I don't want to get into spoiler spoiler territory at all, but mm-hmm. she has a scene with Michael Shannon. That is what cements mm-hmm. this nomination for me. Yep. Uh, so it's a yes for me. How did Michael Shannon not get in the best supporting actor? He was on my list, <laughs> but like, there's so many good people. It, hey, guys, I don't know if you know, 2017 was pretty fucking good it's for movies. Really good. Like, I'm mad great. about some of the things we left off of our list, but like, I'm not Absolutely. mad about anything that's on the list. So <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, you're mad about Barry Keegan. Um, I yep. I guess that's true. Oh, I it's get tough two. because I get two. Hold on, I'm not done. Oh. Yeah, Mark I, hasn't said his piece. I like I like Octavia Spencer in that role. Um, I think that there are enough better options for you to pick, and also this vote doesn't matter, so I'm going to go ahead and say no. Oh, okay. Well, War Eagle, anyways. I think I think <laughs> um, that she's I think she's great. It just didn't blow me away. Yeah, Weeks anyway. Who cares? Um, <laughs> she gets I it. also want to nominate because I get um, to... Here at Auburn, we don't love football. We hey, love Auburn University. I'm trying to do a podcast, <laughs> Mark. Um, I get two picks, Snake Draft, and my next one is Leslie Manfield for Phantom Thread. Fuck uh, yeah. She, she plays... Um, Man, Manville. Manville? Leslie what Manville. did I say? Manfield. Oh, yeah. Leslie Manville. Uh she plays a Reynolds sister uh, who lives with him, and she's a stern keeper of the rules, and she intimidates me a lot, but not the lead lady so much. Uh, but she's very good, and I like her a lot. Yeah, a lot of Phantom Thread is um, Alma, right? Alma learning how to live with Reynolds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and from the very beginning, you know that like Les- Leslie Manville understands how Reynolds works, and it's kind of just like making sure that mm-hmm. everything is going to run smoothly for him. Yep. And she does that in such like a selfless way, but also like so fucking badass where mm-hmm. she's just like, all right, here's how it's going to fucking go. Do you, he uh, in the beginning of this movie, she's like, do you want me to like break up with your girlfriend for you? And he's like, yes, please. But like <laughs> she she like picked up on the fact that he, he was done for her. But she also was looking out for the girlfriend because mm-hmm. he was she was like, I don't want you to string her along. So she's very like. She sees the way everything is going and she sees the changes that need to happen in order for it to go smoothly. And it's the you can just see it in her mind that she like understands what's happening and understands her role in it. Right. She also doesn't put up with his shit at all. Uh, There's a scene where they like kind of go sort of go at it in the like restrained way Phantom Thread handles everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I completely sign off on this. I think that this movie is, a, is so restrained. I love it. It's very good. Uh, so this is a unanimous vote for yes for cool, Leslie Manville. Cool. So it is now back to me. Yep. Yes. It is going to be Daphne Keane from the motion picture Logan playing X-23, a.k.a. Oh, Laura. you know what? She is very good. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. I think that movie she is one of the key components mm-hmm. to why that movie works. She um, does so much without saying a word for most of this movie. And then when she does speak, it's in a different language mm-hmm. for a while. I mean, it's mm-hmm. in Spanish, um, yeah. which uh, plenty of That is a different language, to be fair. That yes, is I know. A different but language. like, um, so she she's dynamic. She's so young. Mm-hmm. 
and she goes like she she has scenes with Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart and she belongs there. Yes. You know, uh, she it's not a normal kid performance I would say even close like Mm -hmm. it is intense she is terrifying also as a comic book reader I've seen lots of versions of X-23 and she does a completely unique take on it Um, but but one that is also fits within the character absolutely absolutely so Um, Daphne Keene for Logan I'm gonna back you 100% because I like the way she lists names in this movie it's very very good okay Mark um, yeah, I'm on board with this. Logan is another movie that I haven't seen since it came out, which was in like, I don't know, January of 2013. I don't know. It was a long time ago. Um, but I remember watching that and being like, oh, she's fantastic. Like from the very beginning when she's just like yelling in Spanish and mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman's like, oh, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. you know, you know that she's going to get her way. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Mark? Um, I still have a lot of really good choices on this list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... But I think I have to go with Lori Metcalf. Thank God. I think <laughs> I it would gonna be feel real bad if we left her off. I think it would be a literal sin not to because yeah. just I think there is one scene that sells it, and it's the scene in the car where she's driving around in the airport that is unbefucking leaveable. Here's the thing: um, you could have said like I think there's one scene, and then named <laughs> any scene she's in, and I would have nodded my head and gone, "Yeah, I agree. That's yeah, the, that's I mean, the scene." <laughs> Also, the scene in the dressing room. Also, the opening scene <laughs> where yeah, Lady Bird throws herself out of the car. I mean, like every scene, she's a fucking powerhouse. And she, this is another example. I guess I'm just nominating moms for this. It's it, This is the year of the mom, right? Holly Hunter, yeah. um, Bria Venate, and Laurie Metcalf all are just fantastic moms that completely show you how much they love their daughter. Um, mm-hmm. Wow, all of these were daughters, huh? Yeah. Interesting, um, but th- not only do they love their, da- their daughter, but they they also have their own like private lives mm-hmm. and their own needs and um, their own personality that clashes with those around them, especially with their daughter. God, I I love this pick. I love Lori Metcalf. Mm-hmm. This is one of the. It sucks. I mean, we haven't really talked about what has been getting nominated for the Oscars because we're not that concerned with it, but Lori Metcalf keeps getting nominated, but she's not going to win. She's going to lose to Allison Janney because this is a much more restrained Mm -hmm. and human performance, I would say. Allison Janney is the big showy or loud one. I don't know if there is a human in I, Tonya. Do what, Mark? I don't know if there is a human in I, Tonya. Exactly. Everyone is like, everyone is so over the top in that movie, right? Mm-hmm. I don't hate that movie, but like I think Laurie Metcalf should, and I don't hate Allison Janney in it. I just think Laurie Metcalf's portrayal is like incredible. So yeah, yeah I for sure. back this one hundred percent. I also think that Allison Janney deserves an Oscar for playing C.J. Craig for seven years <laughs> in the West Wing. Right, that is right, a right. different story. One of those right. special TV Oscars. All right, so Cody, who do you pick overall in this category? Um. Oh shit. Um I'm going to go I'm going to go with Ho- Holly Hunter for the okay. big sick. Um for me it's an easy pick. It's Bria Vanate from the Florida Project. She just blew me away. Uh for a first time performance that's unreal. Um thank you for picking mine. Um, hey, actually, I will I'm, I'm going to change uh, mine to Holly Hunter. Or not, not from Holly Hunter to Laurie Metcalf. Okay. I, I, yeah, I can't deny Laurie Metcalf. Um, I think that I actually have to say Leslie Manville 
or Laurie Metcalf. Fuck, I don't know. L- Laurie Metcalf. I'll stick with Laurie Metcalf. Although I do love Leslie Manville in, in, uh, in that role. I mean, this is just a fucking stacked, like a really great year for supporting women. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. uh, also um, for supporting actresses. Every year is a good year for supporting women in. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best pictures guarantee. <laughs> um, okay, let's go into best actor. I'm starting this one off, and I'm starting it with a bullet because I can't deny this one at all. I am nominating Hugh Jackman for Logan. Um, uh, I Hold ahead. on. <laughs> I am completely enamored with this movie. I heard R-rated Wolverine movie after Deadpool came out and was terrified of what it could be. I think this movie is incredible. I think it lives and I keep saying lives and dies. Um, I think Hugh Jackman, we have seen him play this character so many times before, right? And this is a completely lived in, um, more worn down, tired version of the character. Mm Mm-hmm. He is like bringing his all to this performance. It's also, it's kind of a legacy performance to me in a way. Like he, even in X-Men movies that I haven't loved, you cannot argue against the iconography now of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Um, And like you, you almost forget at moments in Logan about the superhuman aspect of Logan himself because he is so worn down. He is so tired. He is so desperate. But then you see him form his bond with um, Laura. And no spoilers. People should have seen this movie by now. But the final scenes with him in the movie, devastating. Mm -hmm. The movie wrecked me at the end because of him and because of uh, Laura. He's awesome. Uh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I think Hugh Jackman has been killing this role since, like, the very first moment we see him in the first X-Men movie where he's in that cage match. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, in a lot of the X-Men movies, he kind of gets swallowed up by the 30-person cast and the bad directing right. Brad Singer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think it's in the X-Men solo, or in the Wolverine solo movies, especially the, the last two, I'm just going to ignore X-Men Origins. The James Mangold um, Wolverine movies. Yeah, the James Mangold Wolverine movies, he has really shown that he understands this character to a huge and deep level. Um, and I think that that kind of culminates with Logan. Yeah, you guys are right. He's really good, and uh, I think it's a unanimous vote. Uh, He's played this role for 17 years, and he ended on like the best of possible notes. Um, It's so long. I I, like I had never like I guess paid attention to the number and one like lump sum. Yeah, the year 2000 to the year 2017. He's been playing. Yeah, I mean. And like 10 films. Uh, So the X Men franchise is almost old enough to see Deadpool two. Damn. Hey, (laughs) will be by the time it's out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Hugh Jackman kind of gets the nom. Am I next? Yep. Yeah. I'm going to nominate Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread. Uh, it's probably the least showy of Daniel Day-Lewis performances. It's very reserved, like the whole movie is. Um, it feels like Paul Thomas Anderson and Daniel Day-Lewis are all like holding back all their best cards and just like giving you little, little nuggets, and I like that a lot. Uh, but yeah, he's very good in this movie, and he's my nominee. 
Uh, it's going to be a yes for me. I don't normally love PTA uh, movies. I liked this one a lot. Um, and I think Daniel Day-Lewis is very good in it. Um, I mean, he was in a Spielberg movie as Lincoln. I'm never going to be mad at that boy. Uh, <laughs> so, Mark? I think uh, Daniel Day-Lewis is the best when he's doing the least. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For example, Gangs in New York kind of sucks because he is playing a th- like a huge character um, and one that I don't know if he ever uh, fully gets his hand on. So um, there's just what you're a saying lot is, going on in that movie. if he were to yell at someone about a milkshake and then smash their head in, that would be bad, right? That would be a bad, bad movie. It would Mark, be. Mark um, there would have to be a long buildup to that point of frustration. Mm. Um, one which builds slowly and over the course of many years and in movie time, about two hours. So while that scene alone might seem unreasonable. The acting and the the buildup that leads to it would seem somewhat reasonable. Ah, okay. Uh, so Daniel Day-Lewis is nominated for Phantom Thread. Yeah. Uh, Mark. All right, my turn. I'm going to start with um, an actor from one of my favorite franchises. Um, he's okay. kind of always sparkled in my eye. Um, he's lived forever, really. Robert Pattinson. Um, oh, got it. In uh, Good Time. Okay. He, um, for someone who was like in a huge franchise and had his face over all kinds of billboards, he like disappears into this role mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. a fascinating way. And I think that this character is um, amazing and he completely understands like this character is just like going full speed ahead for every second of this movie. Like every obstacle that comes up, he's like, fuck that obstacle. I got a plan. Right. Um, like he never sits down, takes a break and thinks about what to do next. Like every piece of information is instantly processed and he knows what to do next. And he is completely self-centered, but also um, loves his brother a lot. Um, so I, I just think that this role, role is outstanding. Yeah, I was the one who told you guys to watch this movie for potential nominations, Mm -hmm. and it was specifically Robert Pattinson in it that I enjoyed. I agree that seeing Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson in movies this year have shown me, like, everybody thought they were bad actors because they were in the Twilight movies, not because they were actually bad actors. They're both incredible. Yeah. Um, This is a yes for me. Yeah, he's so uh, charming in this movie. I feel like my only complaint about his performance is that he's not Oscar Isaac playing this role, uh, because that would have been interesting. Dope. <laughs> interesting. I think that I think that Oscar Isaac would have been good. I think it's hard to imagine someone being better than Robert Pattinson. Oh yeah, because he is so good. That was just like like I don't I don't know. There's not a thing that I'm like. Oh, I wish I wish he had done this. Instead. I like, just it's just amazing. I want to see Oscar Isaac and Robert Pattinson try to out charm each other in some crime movie in 2018, uh, mm-hmm. 2019. I don't know. That'd be yeah, that'd be might dope. Happen. I'd like that a lot. Um. Okay. So it's a unanimous, a unanimous. Yes. Right. Unanimous. Yes. Um, this is the part where I have to choose whether to get the one that I need to be on this list or um, one that I don't think either of you will. Just, just go with your heart. Shoot with a bullet. Dead air. Don't let it happen. Um, I, it's hard because the, these last two, I don't know if you guys will 
agree with at all. Like, I think I can say these and you guys will just shoot it down. And I don't want to waste time saying that. Can I just tell you the names? We'll, we'll shoot it down fast if no? we're going to shoot it down. <laughs> yeah. um, Vince Vaughn in Brawl in Public 99. Nah. Like, he's good. I think he's good. I don't think he... It doesn't necessarily blow me I think I think he is incredibly menacing. And I think that at the same time, like, especially in the first half of the movie where he's, like, restraining himself from... Like, so he finds out his wife is cheating on him. And his response is to beat the shit out of a car and then walk right. inside and calmly talk to his wife. Yeah. So he's like very restrained and incredibly powerful and that can, carries over into the way he carries himself. The restraint he holds in that scene um, is probably enough to, because it is kind of a weak lead actor year, I'm going to say yeah. <sighs> okay, cool. I'm also saying yeah Damn. because Vince Vaughn deserves recognition for season two of True Detective, which is very good. <laughs> I uh, never finished it, but I I remember watching it and being like, oh, he's really good in this. And then watching uh, Brawl and Select 99, and I'm like, oh, I should finish that, and then didn't. Interesting. Yeah, All he's, right, he's good in both. I'm not crazy about either, but he's very good in both. And yeah, the restraint he shows uh, when talking to his wife in that their first scene together, so good. I'm going to nominate Owen Campbell for Super Dark Times. He plays Zach, the lead yeah. kid. Uh, just his... The way he handles his friend having... Well, how spoilery are we going to get? Let's not spoil it, because this movie is available on Netflix. We yes. want everybody to go watch it. You should watch it for this kid alone, uh, and for the tension he carries with him the entire movie. It's just totally the way a, a teenager would act, given these circumstances of the film unfolding. It's yes. believable. It's intense. It's so good. He he carries this like secret with him that is eating him from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Um, and not like the, the way movie that, Inside Out, Nothing not like, like the movie Inside Out, but like it's a secret that he can't tell anyone. But he like needs he desperately needs to talk to someone about it before it drives him literally insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the way he like carries that in his body and in his personality and his like in his interactions with like the girl that he has a crush on, he like can't even talk to her because he is so consumed by this secret and his mom the way he interacts with his mom and she's so good too i almost wanted to nominate her for supporting actress just because she's a good mom (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah i mean both of y'all are yeses so it doesn't really matter i i give a slightly more hesitant yes not because he's bad there's just a lot of people this year but uh well you get you get last pick so who do you want to add into this pile cody for the love of god I mean, the I internet's need you to nominate be, someone. The internet's going to be mad at us. We are going to be yelled at at Facebook for this decision that I'm about to make. Well, we can say no. <laughs> but I'm going to say no until you nominate the person I need you to nominate. No, that's shitty. That that's not. Yeah, how it, it is. Well, it that's is why shitty. there's two of us, Cody. So just say what you got to say. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out. I think he is so very good in that movie. You see him have to play charming as he's hearing kind of these like shitty things said to him like I would have voted for Obama three times if I could have so you just have him in those kind of human moments doing Mm -hmm. very well and then the scenes when he's in I keep wanting to call it the upside down sunken sunken place sunken place um when he is in the sunken place like he has to give that entire performance basically without speaking um incredible 
I think he's great. He's also a star on the rise, like without a doubt. Like, yeah. he'll be here for a while. And the fact uh, that he was doing an accent the whole time just adds to it because uh, he's not American. Right, he's um, British. So yeah. the fact that he was doing a perfect American accent the mm-hmm. whole time does make it harder. Uh, I'll agree. I'll allow it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was Mark saying I think should be nominated? I think it's you Timothy mispronounced Timothy Chalamet. Oh, no! We left him out! What did we do? <laughs> I know. Can I, internet's can I go pissed, back and, and unnominate Vince Vaughn? Is uh, that allowed? I'll allow Cody, it. Cody, split decision. I'll allow it. I'll allow it just because I do think Timothy Chalamet should be on this somewhere. Yeah, right. I don't know. Vince. That was an oversight on my part. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, talk about his performance briefly, Mark. Um, I mean, I was saying earlier about the screenplay in that like, it conveys these like paragraphs of uh, emotional thought, uh, and it does it visually, and like all of that is on Timothy's back. Um, like I've never seen someone lay on a bed and think about reading a book and like understand all of the emotional toil that he's going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's like amazing. It's Mark, unbelievable how good him? he is. Timothy? I think it's how you, pretty sure it's how you pronounce it. It's iffy because I think that probably is the right way to say it, but people say Timothy, including Army Timothy. Hammer, <laughs> Greta <laughs> Gerwig. And Timothy Chalamet himself, but like other people will pronounce it your way. It's a, I, I, I don't understand. Yeah, I, I've heard it both ways. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, yeah, I fuck th- you, Vince Vaughn. To to make up <laughs> for my horrible oversight, I'm gonna vote for uh, Timote Chalamet uh, for the best uh, actor as my pick for overall best actor. Yeah, I just want to say for his performance i i didn't again like i didn't love the whole movie but that final shot that is just him sitting oh there my God, over so the credits good. is incredible but i am gonna have to go with hugh jackman for logan i want to go with uh timothy shout out chalamet okay is that better the, timothy yeah. um okay so best actress chad you are leading the charge on this one best god actress. this is a fucking stacked category the best actress is Brooklyn Prince, the six-year-old mm. sensation from the Florida Project who just, like, when have you ever seen a kid actually, like, act like a kid in a movie? It was so good. And the way it, it – so it gets really intense in one point to the point where she just ugly cries and the camera just holds on her for, like, a solid 30 seconds before cutting away. And she's just <sighs> – she hits the highs and the lows of my emotional lo- odometer, emotional odometer, mm-hmm. whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she does it so well. And gosh, she's so good. And she's a future superstar. And yeah, Brooklyn Prince. Either that or she never acts again. Like I could honestly see both. Well, she was we'll she see. was in two movies this past year. One was like a talking dog flick on the Disney Channel. Oh, and okay. Then they okay. Also, so she'll, also she'll be in more stuff. Yeah. yeah, she'll be in more stuff. Okay, Mark, your thoughts? Um, I think that I've never seen a child portrayed like a child before in a movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how much of that is her being a fantastic actor, which I think she is. But there's also like um, the, the director chooses to take a lot of these like really long shots that like it's clearly like it's just kids hanging out and they just mm-hmm. forget that they're on a cam- they're on camera. Mm-hmm. So I think that like part of her performance is because of a really smart direct- director choices, mm-hmm. but like I've never seen a kid cry like an actual kid cries mm-hmm. until this movie. 
Um, yep. So like you you can't deny that that's her. It's okay. a hard yes for me. Um, it's it's a hesitant yes from me. Um, Don't only because it's hesitate. a stacked year. It, it it's okay. it has okay. nothing. Yeah, she's very good. Um, uh, Mark, you're you're. Um, I have learned my lesson. I'm gonna go ahead and nominate uh, Vicky Creeps up front. Um, for Phantom Thread, um, because I'm not gonna forget to nominate my favorite person until the end. Um, right. <laughs> I. She's fantastic in this movie. There's a lot of this movie where, like, she's, like, standing in the background while everyone kind of ignores the fact that she's dating the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, and just looking at her face and her, like, the way she's holding herself, she's like, I shouldn't be in the background of this shot. I should be in the front of this shot. Right. right, um, right. And it's like you you understand the way that she feels, like, diminished. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a fantastic role. Okay. Yeah, I agree um, 100%, and I'll back up your vote. Yep, I also do. There's not, I mean, you've said everything there is to say about this one. Yeah. It's a good performance. It's a good movie. Uh, Kobo. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you picked Are Sally you... Hawkins. What do you want to say about Sally Hawkins? No. Um, oh, no? I'm starting off with Garance Mary Lear. I'm definitely pronouncing that last okay. name wrong. Who, who? She wrong? is the lead actress in the motion picture Raw. Um, oh, okay. which is one of my favorite movies of the year. It is a horror movie set at a vet school um, where maybe they eat people or she yeah, in particular so let's just eats get people. this out of the way. We'll spoil that. She eats some people. She yeah, eats a finger. It's a kind of the pitch person. for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's the pitch of the movie. It, she's a cannibal. I think, but what's fascinating about this movie to me and why it is sort of a perfect storm Cody movie. It is a horror movie that is at the exact same time, a coming of age movie. She mm-hmm. is finding herself at college. Part of finding herself is it's eating finding people. out that she's a cannibal. <laughs> I think the performance is great. Um, this is a foreign film, yeah. um, which like means we had to read, um, right? But I think I I, I I was blown away by her. I think she's great. I think it won't be long before she crosses over to American films. I think so. A lot of the time in subtitled foreign films, I'm not really sure if the people on screen are good actors or not, just because like I can't understand their language and their inflections. But Raw was different. Raw, like, I was, she, this actress, was, like, keeping me as an audience, like, on her side the entire time, even as she ate into her sister's finger. Um, yes. Which is, like, an ins- an insane feat. And I'll back up your nomination here. That It's, it's a, it's, it's pretty insane. Okay. Mark? Um, I wasn't super into Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it just didn't, co- it never like connected the way that I expected it to. Um, and I don't, there's a lot of things I don't like about that movie or don't love about that movie, but, uh, yeah, I think she's really good. So I'm, I wouldn't say no to this. Okay. Um, I now go again. Fuck, this is hard because, uh, there's going to be people left on the table no matter what. Um, I'm going to have to go with, it's undeniable. Saoirse Ronan for Lady Bird. Mm. Um, I think she's very good, obviously. Um, she plays a perfect high school senior. Um, her scenes with her mother is incredible. I mean, th- this is the scene that sends out to me why she deserves this. And it is when 
she is shopping with her mom. She is fighting with her mom. They are going back and forth. And then her mom shows her a cute dress. And then she just immediately shifts. And is like, oh, that's so cute. Like, just the shift and the very, like, teenage um, ness of her is great. And also she has, like, she portrays such a sense of, like, confidence while at the same time not being confident about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's incredible. I think she's awesome. Yeah, she's very good. I back up your vote. Yeah, she's fantastic. Uh, back it up. Okay, I mean the unanimous. fact that she's like twenty three or twenty four and has been nominated for an Oscar three times. Three times, it's yeah. insane. She she's Buck a superstar. Wild. Yeah, um, I would say she's I a future am. superstar, but she's just already there. She she's already there. Hey, when is she in a Marvel movie though, or Star Wars? Soon, because that's, that's the, the answer. Key. Soon, that's the key. You're, you can't be a superstar until you're in one of those <laughs> franchises. Exactly. No, there's absolutely no way. What about Jurassic um, World if she gets in one of those? No, that doesn't, doesn't count. count. That doesn't, doesn't count. count. <laughs> not at all. Okay, um, Mark. My pick is going to be Kristen Stewart for uh, uh, Personal Shopper. Case whose name you mean I that momentarily vampire forgot. lady. No, I mean the um, only American to ever win the French version of the Best Actress Oscar. Oh. Interesting. Um, she won for her last um, collaboration with the same director. Um, but Personal Shopper is a movie that is like solely resting on her. And there's like a whole fucking 45 minutes of this movie where she's texting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. captivating because you're completely understanding like her point of view and um, I, 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 there's a lot of this movie that I connect with in a large, in a huge way. And yeah. it's all because of Kristen Stewart. There's a scene where she's like putting on a dress and it's like the most moving mm-hmm. scene in a movie I've seen in a long time. There's a scene yeah, in I, this movie where she's, um, in a police station and she's doing the most like Kristen Stewart thing ever where she's like stuttering and stepping on her words. And she's like, cause she's just witnessed like a horrible, horrible thing. Um, no spoilers, I guess, but yeah, no spoilers. Yeah. Um, and she's just like stumbling over her words and she's just nervous. She's shaking and she's so unsettled. And for that scene alone, I'm going to say, yeah, case two. She's good. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily love this movie, which I don't think shocks anybody because it's kind of slow and quiet. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, Kristen Stewart like is incredible in it and, uh, I, yep. I back this up. Another unanimous, uh, Chadwick. Ooh, yeah, this is hard. The last, the last pick is hard because there's um, everything else left on the table. Um, okay. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm. I'm going to do. I think I'm going to nominate Meryl Streep for oh best actress. Shit, <laughs> do, 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 that was a good bit. Yeah, yeah, good bit. Good bit. <laughs> that yeah, was a, that was a pretty good um, bit. Um, yeah. Uh. For the reason I just uh, struggled to say into the microphone alone, that seems so good. <laughs> this like triumphant yeah. moment that's just like a really insecure woman uh, who's so unsure of herself. Um, and yeah, just throughout the whole movie, there's subtlety. She's not giving like this performance that she's capable of giving, where she's like, I don't know. She's 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 just she's she's subdued, and it's good, mm-hmm. and it's probably top three street performances behind only Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia 2. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. I don't know if she's in Mamma Mia 2. She well, she'll be bitch. in the flashback sequences. Well, no, she's okay, credited on the poster. Oh, is she's she? She's credited <laughs> on the poster. Yeah. Well, she's very bad in the first one, so. Um, but anyways. Uh, but um, yeah, she's very good in this movie. 
yeah, I uh, it, it's it's incredible. Um, she like you would expect her to go for the big triumphant Oscar moments and every time you think she is she plays it nervous and quiet she like is shaky she fiddles with her glasses a lot yeah she yeah it's a it's a yes for me um um okay yeah I mean I'm gonna I'm just gonna say yes as well I don't have a lot to add here can I I get your permission to add a seventh nominee and just put Sally Hawkins up there because she's so good (laughs) just stretch the rule put up the Hawkins it's our show, so if all three of us say yes, I say we can add a seventh for Sally. I'm Hawkins. fine with it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Let's add Sally. So for Hawkins. this category, we have Sally Hawkins too. <laughs> I mean, hey, we did the same thing with Tim- Timothy Chattel- Timothy, whatever. Right. I just think, yeah, it's our show, our rules. First of all, but oh, also, do we want to do seven for actor as well and it, it add no. Vince Vaughn back? No. <laughs> okay, because that wasn't a unanimous be... vote for you. Either. Yeah. Um. What Sally Hawkins does in Shape of Water is incredible. She doesn't speak. Um, there is one scene where she does something close <laughs> to speaking, but we don't want to spoil it because that is magical within the. Yeah, I guess, it yeah. Is. It's like a, an emotional spoiler. Yeah. So that is my favorite part of the movie, by the way. It's so that scene is. Your it's favorite, Mark? Favorite part of the movie. Yeah, I favorite. think it's great. It's, great. The, I, it's somehow the weirdest part in a movie about a fish monster. But it's yes. so good. <laughs> yeah. Um she doesn't speak. She completely uh like communicates via um like facial expressions and then sign language. Mm-hmm. But w- what she does is like she communicates so well. It it the sh- could have The com- scene where she convinces Richard Jenkins to help her out is like the best scene any of these actresses have performed. Yeah. Uh, and she didn't say a fucking word. Movies. Yeah, and that's also why Rick, Richard Jenkins belongs in the Best Supporting Actor list. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, also, Best Actress is seriously always a stacked category. We may have seven from <laughs> every year here on out. Yes. Um, okay, great. Mark, who would be your winner out of these? Um, Saoirse Ronan. Okay. Chad? Uh, Brooklyn Prince. Um... <laughs> tough yeah i mean it's gonna seem like bullshit because i didn't pick her as my two um, Sally Hawkins. <laughs> but it's because i wanted my cool picks to get yeah. in but yeah i think it's sally sally hawkins is who i want to win the oscar without a doubt mm-hmm. um yeah i think it's sally hawkins also now we're talking about some... her role in paddington too right not her role <laughs> right in exactly yeah. yeah i mean she does kind of get points for being in paddington too if we're completely honest with ourselves um okay Mar- Mark's so got the first pick and best director um best so director. best director it's the director of people have called it the most directed movie this year mm-hmm. um a movie that relies basically solely on whether or not you can get into a scene the second you jump into it because it jumps around a lot dunkirk um who directs that motion picture mark uh my boy chris chris nolan oh i know him um chris tofer nolan uh-huh. um just a just a fantastically directed movie i mean we were talking about stuff with no words there's a like fucking 20 minutes of this movie with no dialogue um and there's just a lot of this movie that is just like it's incredibly tense and keeps you on the very edge of your seat for like 80 90 minutes okay it's also a tight like 100 minutes which is always nice in a movie right uh chad your thoughts 
Yeah, um, I'm not nearly as hot on Dunkirk as like the rest of the world seems to be. Um, but I will say the directing is incredible. It just keeps uh, the movie keeps just moving and moving and moving. And the fact that it's all done with like IMAX cameras is insane too. Uh, he mm-hmm. does some really impressive things. Uh, I'll I'll allow it. Put a fucking okay. IMAX camera on an airplane and yeah. then crash into the ocean. Yeah, it's, yeah, he's, it, he gets points. He's buck wild. Um, yeah, it's a it's a yes for me. Um, Christopher Nolan honestly should have been nominated before now. Um, and I mean, not for us. This is our first show. We're not messing right. anything up. <laughs> but yeah, no, Christopher Nolan uh, definitely yeah, he's deserves good. He's it. Good. Um, uh, Cody, said, you're you're up next because I I had the first and last pick last time. Okay, I am going with Jordan Pill for Get Out. Um, we've already talked about Get Out. We don't really need to get it in. Get I mean, into it it's anymore. just yes because that movie is incredible. Um, there's not like a wasted moment. It succeeds in being like really horrifying, awkward, funny at times, and it's all balanced really well in this really unique way. I love it, and I say yes. And it's also his first feature film, which is insane. Yep. Mark. Um. I think it's a, that movie is better written than directed. Um, and I think that there are a multitude of better directed movies this year. Um, not to say he did a bad job directing that movie, but it just like, How like many? Chad and Dunkirk, I'm not nearly as crazy about that movie as everyone else is. I think it's good. I think it's very mm-hmm. good. It's just not um, the direction of that movie did not stand up to me. How many movies I think he- constitutes a multitude of movies? You said that there's a um, multitude of movies. One, two, directed. three, four, uh, four or five. Okay. I, I I would encourage you to rewatch it, Mark. You haven't oh, seen no, it. Oh no, I plan on it. I plan on it. Yeah, I would encourage you to rewatch it. I it improved on a rewatch for me, and I liked it a lot to begin with. I would say the same to Chad and Dunkirk. I do need to. I do need to rewatch that. I only saw it the one time. Um. So yeah, I'll watch okay. it on my iPhone. <laughs> yep, that's how Nolan wants it. That's how Nolan wants it. It's also uh, how so how Soderbergh wants it. Yes. Okay. First, I'm gonna say Sean Baker for the Florida Project. Absolutely. Uh, I think he does a lot with a little. The way he mm. directs these two essentially first time actresses. Uh, I think Brooklyn Prince did the dog movie before, uh, but essentially they're two brand new act- actresses. Um, and just makes them come alive in these roles is amazing. It's shot beautifully. Um, and again, it's just a lot with a little. He snuck into Disney World with iPhones to film uh, one sequence of this movie. Um, and <laughs> that's cool. Sean yeah, Baker's just, pretty awesome. he, he's, he's, he's such a pro. I love him. Yeah, he, His last he, movie was completely shot on iPhone. Yes, that's yep. right. Tangerine. Um. I give it a yes because Sean Baker is one of the few directors I know with a letterbox, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, so follow <laughs> no, us on Florida Letterboxd, Sean. <laughs> um, letter, er, Florida Project, great movie. He's a great director. I'm um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was talking earlier about how he chooses to shoot in these long takes to get like a really natural mm-hmm. uh, take from his child directors or child actors, which is really great. The and takes I, I that would that just a lot. Like, pan across the whole like balcony way of this motel that they're living in. Just Yeah. And with, with some of those people are just like guys that actually live in the motel. And it's like they shot on location at this place. They use the real office. Um, yeah, there's a lot of cool behind the scenes stuff. I've read a lot about this movie because it's my favorite movie of the year. Um, I love it. 
Right. It's okay. really fucking great. What's your second one? Oh, yeah, my second yeah. pick. Um, Thor Ragnarok, Taika Waititi? No. Because, <laughs> okay, the Valkyrie sequence is super stunningly beautiful, awesome. Um, and uh, also, he just balances comedy, action, all these things really well. It's really, really well-directed movie. Uh, uh, Chad, I don't hate this movie. I think it is good. I also do think it's pretty well directed. He is definitely probably one of the most visible directors of the year. Uh huh. This isn't his best movie. So you're you're saying no? I'm looking at the rest of the list of people. No. Yeah, yeah, if I'm gonna say no, if I'm gonna say no to Jordan Peele, I gotta say no to this as well. Okay. Uh, my next pick is Kevin Phillips' Super Dark Times. Um, yep. It is Super Dark Times is one of the best directed horror films of the past ten years. Um, it's just it's handled really well. Uh, I didn't talk about this for screenplay, but it was on my list of potential picks. Um, mm-hmm. Everything similar to Meyerowitz stories. Everything is so naturalistic, and it's just we have these teens acting like teens actually act like. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas, like mm-hmm. in, even in movies like Lady Bird, where it's all really relatable, it's still like there's this heightened element of like this cinematic element that like. It's just different in Super Dark Times. It's more... Well, it's because what they're going through isn't like a normal year in the life of a high school senior. It's like the most traumatic thing that could happen to you happens to you. Even the beginning of the movie where they're just like talking about girls and riding bikes, um, it just still feels different and more, more real to me. Like just yeah. there's this like just piece of shit friend who just always like makes dumb jokes and like laughs at his own jokes and uh and you like it's very much a like this is a friend of a friend so we can't really stop hanging out with him yeah, as much as we yeah. wish we could. Yeah. Um and it it c- communicates that really well. Also that opening fucking like the cold open yes. with the, yes. the deer in the classroom yes. like sets the tone of that movie instantly and it's not tied to fucking anything else. There's also yeah. a nightmare sequence in this movie that like oh my God. blows my mind. The shot immediately after the nightmare's over is the the best directing choice of the year of any movie. Um it's so good. No spoilers. Yeah, yeah it's it's incredibly well directed, especially for that first scene. Hey what's it's the also trend? Uh, I think it's also his first uh, first dr- movie to direct. Yes, I think you're right. What's the trend of just deers in movies? <laughs> like, this has been a pretty deer-heavy movie. Get Out, Super Dark <laughs> three Times. Three billboards. <laughs> three billboards. <laughs> Killing of a Sacred Deer, no deer in it, believe it or not. Not a single fucking deer. It's very confusing. Um, yeah, no, it's a it's a yes for me. Um, cool. Again, not a strong, li- strong yes, uh, but I love that movie. It's, it's a good year. Like, it's so it's hard. It's a good um, year. But yeah, I think um, Chad texted me um, and uh, said that thing about it being one of the best horror films of the past uh, 10 years. And then I sat and thought about how most of the things on that list probably came out this year. Like, it's it's wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it's as uh, a horror I, fan, it's a good place to be. The person who referred that movie to me described it as like, uh, it felt like Donnie Darko. Which I don't love Donnie Darko, but mm-hmm. I think Donnie Darko spends a lot of time with in its own like mythology, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like pseudo psychological, whatever. The mood um, that Donnie like, Darko sets is similar to the mood of this movie, but they're yeah, not right. like narratively similar. Yeah, this one's not supernatural or anything like mm-hmm. that. That's, that's, but it's that's, it's very like tense, and the main character is going crazy. Yes, not yes, going yep. crazy, but like is is controlled by his fear. Yes. Uh, and I think that's the tie in there. It, it's amazing. Um, Cody, so, you're up. Um, that's right. Cody's up. 
Shit. Shit. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know you want to go with your boy. I do want to go with my boy, but I'm not going to because I am going to go with Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've talked about she, this movie a lot already. But. Yeah, we don't we don't need to talk about it anymore. Uh, it would not exist without Greta Gerwig, and she does incredible things. Um, the one directing thing I would highlight is the mimicking of Lady Bird driving around in her car with her mom driving around in the car. Mm-hmm. Like that's a very purposeful directing choice, and it's good. Do you guys approve? One hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, I'm now caught between picking two, picking between two that I would both. I mean, can we make this one seven? Uh, um, <laughs> we can't uh, keep doing. No. Can we make it eight, nine? Um, I'm gonna go ahead and pick Luca Guadagn- Guadagnino, um, the guy who directed Calling by Your Name. Um, okay, I okay. think. Do you guys okay? He, you here's you my, explain it. Here's yeah. my pitch. This movie is um, gorgeous, yes. and it shows a lot of the countryside of Italy, and it has a lot of really long takes. And it's a lot of this movie is like it's summertime. We don't really have much to do, so we're just gonna hang out by the pool and read books. But it it conveys so much emotion in those scenes. Um. And just like shots of people um, hanging out, like it has so much to say in those shots and just people biking means a lot. And just like the way people are staged around the pool and just um, people being like half in the the water, like it, it is, it makes things that are just like everyday, like sensual and romantic mm-hmm. and like a peach just, like you just have this peach there and then it's all of a sudden that fucking peach scene really yeah but sensual like rom- no I, i'm joking but yeah you're you're that right. is a good analogy though mm-hmm. of like things that are every day turn into like meaningful glances and touchings and like does this conversation mean this or this um it, i think it's beautiful i'm backing up your vote uh i agree it's a beautiful movie um the writing the script isn't necessarily my favorite part of it, but like, yeah, it's, it's shot beautifully. The performances are all great. So that comes from a good director. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll back it up. I'm going to vote. No, um, Does, just, well, it doesn't I matter. So yeah, it doesn't matter. I just don't love this movie. Also, we're leaving my boy out in the cold. We'll get, uh, we'll get you next time. Steve. Cody, if it makes you feel better, your boy was not my next pick either. <laughs> right. Well, Who was I your next pick? I'm curious. We're leaving off PTA. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh no! I was gonna vote Taika, and I didn't even put in PTA. Yeah, oh, yeah I don't. It's pretty dumb when you <laughs> you're you're like the 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 biggest PTA boy. I'm um, I'm not. I like his movies. I liked Phantom Thread a lot, but I'm of, not of a, us three, Chad. Oh, yeah, of the three, three of us, yeah, I'm the bigger you, of the three. Although of us. I could see myself becoming a big PTA boy. I think I just started off with wrong on the wrong foot with him. Yeah, you probably and that's the, and the one Mark started off with is the one I like. Which is yeah. Punch Drunk Love. Um, um, so I'm going to pick uh, Florida Project out of these for Best Director. Okay. Mark? Um, my boy Chrissy No. Christopher Nolan. Yep. Um, we also left Del Toro off of this list, which I think is a travesty, sort of. I think that movie, obviously, is very... Uh, um, Shape of Water is very well directed and it's gorgeous and it's very Del Toro-esque. Um, just wanted to state that for the record. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to... I think I'll have to go with Dunkirk as well since Del... Yeah, Dunkirk as well. It's between him and Jordan Peele, I think, for me. But cool. I'll go with Dunkirk. 
All right, so, so we're gonna have to speed around these best pictures. Yeah, I think I think we can. There might be a couple movies that we haven't talked about yet, but I think most of these movies are things that we have talked about. So until we get to something that we haven't uh, expounded upon, we can just uh, just go. Sure, I completely agree. Yeah. So um, so Cody, say your thing, then me and Cody, me and Chad, will just say yes or no. Yep, I got it. Um, I am going to go with my favorite movie of the year, which is The Shape of Water. I will allow it. I'm fine with it. Okay. Cool, Chad. And then it's up to me. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Star Wars The Last Jedi. Fuck. <laughs> I that mean, it's, super it's, early. It's, it's such a good movie. I mean, it means a lot to all of us nerd boys. Uh, it's sort of like redefining what a Star Wars can be in a lot of ways, and I think that's a good thing. Um, um, I... Um, this is hard. It's it's gonna be a no for me just because this year is so stacked. We have twelve nominations. Star Wars is so good, yet somehow it falls outside we of have that. Twelve for that, so. whole entire nominations. Is it in your top twelve favorite movies of the year? No, it's not. That what? that's why I'm saying no. Yeah, I know. It's a crazy year. <sighs> um, Star Wars was in my top twelve, so I'm gonna allow it. Yay! Star Wars: The Last um, Jedi. We're nerd boys. Then I'm gonna just blow through these two pretty quick. Dunkirk. Yeah. Okay. Uh, big big sick. Uh, big sick on my yeah. list. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Um. So now it is back to you, Chad. Back to me. Um. I'm gonna say hot take: Spider-Man: Homecoming because the comic book no. movie is a force no. to be reckoned with, and no. this no. is the best of the best of Marvel. No. It's a no? no. Okay. It's a no. Saw that coming. <laughs> uh, Florida Project, my favorite movie of the year. It's so damn good. That's absolutely That is a me. yes for me. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so now it's back to me. And we get two, yeah. Um, I am going to go with Lady Bird. Okay. Uh, obviously. Yeah, that's fine. And then I will go with Get Out. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely allow that. Um, it's like top it's, three for me. I I can't stop this, and also, <laughs> like I, I recognize it as a good movie that I just need to revisit. Yep. Okay. Now we are back to you. Back Chad. to me. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Coco. It's so good. Coco's so good. It's. We haven't talked about it at all, but the animation is beautiful. The mm-hmm. world they designed in the afterlife is like next level, detailed and good. Um, the ending scene is very touching. The animation on like the grandma and just like her hands are so yeah good. Technically, it's an achievement. Uh, narratively, it's uh moving and it just it hits you in all those feels that you want a good movie to hit you in, and it's just good. Cody, what are your thoughts? I don't. It's a no for me. I think. I think it is very good. I think it's the best animated movie of the year. But mm-hmm. also, it has been a pretty weak year for animation. Boss Baby was all right. I haven't gotten to it yet. But uh, of the animated movies I've seen, uh, it's been pretty rough. Okay. Again, it's it's a thing where like I would say my top thirty movies I love. Yeah. And I'm just trying to keep in mind like all of the stuff on the list, and it's like ah. Coco just doesn't fall within that to me. Okay. Um, um, there Mark, are what, there are two think? movies, two animated movies in my top twenty, which is weird that it's that's for me and not for Cody because he is the anime boy, not animation boy. I'm sorry. Um, I actually have an anime that is higher than. That's Coco. weird. Um, but I 
Coco is getting in. Remember okay. me. Ah, uh, and the soundtrack, Cody. Oh, it's such it's a got good, good song. music. It's got good tunes. All right, okay. it's me now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gonna say "Calling by Your Name." I'm voting no on that one. Uh, the uh, like I said, the acting works for me. Basically, not much else for that movie does. I it's... I'm voting no for that one too. I right. didn't love it like the rest of the world did, and you represent the rest of the world right now. We, like the pickies <laughs> represent us. I want you to know that as my number three movie of the entire year. I know. I saw. Jeez, um, oh, you really like this movie. I and I love thing, that movie. I loved it, but like. Eh. All right. This doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just going to keep reading off my list, even though I think you guys will say no to this one as well. <laughs> Personal <laughs> Shopper is my number four of the year. I'm going to have to say no on that no one. No to that Again, one. Again, I love the performance, yeah. not the whole movie. Same. Um, and then Super Dark Times. I, I will say yes to Super Dark I will, Times. I will allow Super Dark Times. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. That is my last pick of the night. Um, you get one more. Oh, right. Here I get two because you guys shot on both of those. Um, Phantom Thread. <laughs> Uh, we've Phantom given Thread? it like three acting nominations. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll say Phantom best picture. Thread. Yeah, yeah. So this is my last pick of the night, right? This next yeah. one. Mm. Gotta make it count. Okay, this is a movie that I think is amazing. I, we've talked about it a little bit already, uh, but it's been completely ignored by um, all the award shows, and it's Meyerowitz stories. Oh god, this is tough. I didn't the love things... I didn't love this movie. It felt kind yeah. of like a like your average like family drama Woody Allen. It's like if if a Woody Allen dialogue was direct in and direction style was like a Royal Tenenbaums like family dynamic. It just wasn't yeah, super great me. for me. I mean, yeah, it sounds great, but I've also seen Woody Allen and the Royal Tenenbaums. So what's new here? I've also seen Adam Sandler and Ben Stiller give like decent dramatic performances before. It just like it didn't blow me away. I'm gonna say no. Okay. I liked I liked parts of it. Again, it's a tough year. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a no from me mm. as well. Okay. So next up, let's see, we have that, we have that. Um I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say Logan. I'm going to give that a big thumbs up cool. from Cody Lester. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's another movie that I need to rewatch, yeah. but I really fucking loved it when I watched it the first time. So, When I nominated yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming, I was saying how comic book movies are a force to be reckoned with. Uh, and the Spider-Man Homecoming represents like what hitting all the beats you expect perfectly can achieve mm-hmm. to me. And Logan sort of represents like how far you can go within the genre. Uh, in a really right. interesting way. So they're both Here, like so good within the genre, but mm-hmm. so different. Here's another thing yeah, I will I, say about that is that Spider-Man Homecoming's action set pieces felt like a generic Marvel action set piece. Yeah, um, nothing and, in Logan as far as the action goes. It has these really weird car chase sequences that just feel grounded and real. Uh, and like nothing goes flying out of buildings. They're just like, just driving. And like Hugh Jackman fights a better version of himself. Right. Like that's yeah. so great. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a completely 
in the same headspace you are, Chad. Like, uh, Spider-Man represents the best of what a superhero movie, a superhero movie that we know every beat of Mm -hmm. is, whereas Logan shows how the superhero genre can evolve. Yeah. And I think it's that evolving which is more exciting to me. And I have never been more emotional during a superhero movie, ever. Like, straight up. Yeah. Um, I, you know, obviously, like, Batman Begins and Dark Knight are probably still, like, the two upper tiers of superhero movies, but Logan is pretty damn close, and I didn't cry in either one of those movies. Well, Nolan doesn't right. make movies you cry to. They, he makes movies you, like, think to. Right. Um, y- yeah, Logan's outstanding. Okay, so n- now it is to me. Yeah. Oh, and you have two With- picks, right? Or no, you just have one. He just has I one. just have one. Yeah. He's high-fiving the last guy in line. Shit. 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 Um, okay. It would be disingenuous for me not to do this um, because it is so high on my personal list. But um, it um, I have as my number four. Um, um, I think it's a good movie. It's very good. I, it's It's not... A best it's not a best picky for me i agree i i think i agree as much as i love it mm-hmm. i i agree i'm sorry one more time what isn't a best picky i'm kidding <laughs> i it, i, it I, uh, I it agree um, it isn't the best it's good and it it the movie just isn't near my favorite of the year it, okay works for me i think it's um, i think it's incredible Yes. Um, I think, uh, like we were talking about superhero movies, right? We've had very incredible horror movies this year. Mm -hmm. And I think it represents the best of a studio standard kind of horror movie. Yes. The popcorn horror. Whereas, like, Get Out and. Super Dark Times. Super Dark Times. And a movie that has not been nominated for a Best Picky. Best Picture Best best Picky. There's another horror one that we haven't nominated yet. (laughs) <laughs> which is going to be the one I nominate, and happy that death is Day. Raw. Oh. Um, I, oh, do I, like I meant Killing Day. of a Sacred Deer. Oh, uh, no, <laughs> it's that. not going to be that one. Um, Raw, I adore this movie. It is messed up. Um, it is hard to watch, but it is, at the same time, incredibly compelling, and I love it. I think it's a very good movie. Uh, I have to say no. Why? Um, I mean, you're not wrong. It's a good movie, but again, it's just, I think it's the, the performances are what's really good about this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of all over the place in the middle in like a way that like kind of works, but okay. I don't know. It's all over the place in the middle for me. I I kind of agree. Solid and tight. I but by the time we got to the end, I didn't really understand how we got there. Um, right, I think yeah. I think that the direction of this movie is really great, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I think that the screenplay is is weak enough that I gotta say no. Yeah. Okay. I literally have one more on my list, so I fucking hope this works. I am gonna go back to my boy. He was waiting out in the cold, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna I'm gonna let him back in, <laughs> let him back into my house, and nominate the post 
uh, Steven Spielberg's film. We haven't talked about this a ton just for Mel Street, but it is an incredibly well-directed movie. It's a Spielberg movie of the 2000s on that is shorter than two hours, which is always a plus in my book because sometimes he doesn't know how to end things. And he ends this one with Watergate. So that's a pretty good <laughs> way to end it. Um, I like this movie a lot. Um, what are your thoughts, boys? I'm um, about to have to pull up my letterbox if you guys say no. I think... Um, um, I think yes. I think yes. Let's um. I think let, let's go for it. You know, yes. Uh, the post. Let's uh, do it. Best let's, uh, let's do it. Let's let's publish the episode. Let's yeah. let, let's uh let's do it. Let's do it. Then I All push right. this button and pull a big old lever. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So. Uh, um. What would um your winner from this list be? And I want to say this one again for um our listeners mm-hmm. the the nominees for best picture are or no we'll we'll just go over everything. Go ahead and say your winners, and then I'll just we'll go through everything. Sure. Uh, I pick the Florida Project as my favorite movie of the year. Um, okay. we are done picking, and I am Dunkirkin. <laughs> Dunkirk. <laughs> um, I am gonna go with Shape of Water which is my favorite movie of the year. So cool. those are our picks, but now we are going to turn it over to you guys. Um, go to the Best Pictures Facebook group. By the time we post this episode, um, we will have a a like Google survey thing for you guys to vote on uh, in the Facebook group. And we'll announce the winners on our next podcast. Um, so... Go vote. We gave you the nominations. Now you get to pick what are the best pickies. So let's run through those categories one more time. We'll alternate. So for best screenplay, we are nominating the motion picture It. Oh. Meyerowitz. What were you saying? No, how do you, how do you want to alternate? Because you left like a big gap after you said <laughs> It. I didn't know if I was supposed to jump in or... No. Um, so we are nominating It, which was written by Chase Palmer and Carrie Fukunaga and Gary Doberman, based on the novel by Stephen King. We are also nominating The Meyerwood Stories, which are, which is written by Noah Baumbach. Uh, also nominated Big Sick, Kumail Nanjani and Emily V. Gordon. Lady Bird, Greta Gerwig. The Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson. And Get Out by Jordan Peele. Um, Chad, you've got Best are, Supporting Actor. For the category of Best Supporting Actor, we are nominating Michael Keaton for Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, Michael Stuhlbarg for Call Me By Your Name, uh, Richard Jenkins for Shape of Water, Bill Skarsgård for It, uh, that stupid uh, kid B- from Barry Keegan. <laughs> Killing of a Sacred Deer, yeah, Barry Keegan, whatever. Uh, and Lucas Hedges from Lady Bird. Um, the category is Best Supporting Actress. The nominees are Bria Vinate. The Florida Project, Holly Hunter, The Big Sick, Octavia Spencer, Shape of Water, Leslie Mansville, uh, Phantom Thread, Daphne Keene, Logan, Laurie Metcalf, Lady Bird. For Best Actor, the nominees are Hugh Jackman, Logan, Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread, Robert Pattinson, Good Time, Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name, Owen Campbell for Super Dark Times, and Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out. Uh... For Best Actress, we have Brooklyn Prince for Florida Project, Vicky Creeps for Phantom Thread, uh, Garrett's, what, what was her name from Raw? Marilier, I think. Marilier. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like we pronounced that right. Yeah, we definitely did not. Uh, Saoirse Ronan for Lady Bird, uh, Case Stew for Personal Shopper, 
Uh, that's Kristen Stewart. Um, Meryl Streep for The Post. Sally Hawkins, Shape of Water. Um, for Best Director, we nominated Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, Jordan Peele for Get Out, Sean Baker for The Florida Project, Cal- Kevin Phillips for Super Dark Times, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, and Louis Guadagnino for Coming By Your Name. Luca. Luca. Chad wrote that in the document wrong. I didn't understand. He, well, he what also you were wrote saying. Louis something or other. So <laughs> at least I remembered his last name. <laughs> yes, it's so good. Okay, and for Best Picture, our nominations are. Shape of Water, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Dunkirk, Big Sick, Florida Project, Lady Bird, Get Out, Coco, Super Dark Times, Phantom Thread, Logan, and The Post. These are good fucking options, guys. I agree. I think these are some interesting picks for the pickies. You could even say these are the best pickies. Mm. I agree. Um... Hey, Chad, tell people where they can find you on the internet. Uh, at Chad A. Oliver everywhere. Uh, and you can also follow our cool like Tumblr blog. It's called low-fi, L-O-F-I, popculture.tumblr.com, where we're going to be posting some blogs and uh, comics and uh, other stuff. Podcasts. This podcast. Mm-hmm. Mark? Uh, you can find me at Wallington Mark on Twitter. Uh, my letterbox is Mark0014. I also write for this website called Talk Film Society. Um, and you can... Recently, I have published an article comparing uh, Dunkirk to uh, Saving Private Ryan, a movie whose name I forgot momentarily. And also, theoretically, on the day of this podcast coming out, you can read my top 10 uh, movies and my thoughts about them. I will say I proofread Mark's um, Dunkirk v. Saving Private Ryan blog. I, no joke, thought it was very well written and very well done. I, like, for real, like, uh, put a note on it. Like, hey, Mark, I don't know what to fucking tell you. This wrap-up's incredible. It was a Um, very hard piece to write. (laughs) (laughs) So I bragging on my boy. Um, So you can follow me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter. You can find me on Letterboxd just by searching my name. Um, there's only there's not only one of me, but I'm easy to find. Um, like Chad said, you can find us on that Tumblr. Um, I want to specifically plug the new comic that Chad and I are writing that will pop up on that blog once a month. It's called Animal High School. It features cute animals figuring out high school. Um, it's the first issue starts out with a joke dunking on Jimmy Fallon. It is very hashtag on brand. It is a very fun comic. I have flicked through it and by it flicked through i mean it just read the first one because you guys don't share them ahead of time (laughs) exactly um okay and i think that's gonna be it for the show um we can't do our standard that's gonna be what for the show (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) fuck (laughs) off um that is gonna be stephen king's it for the show um we can't really do our standard wrap up because hey, you know it's not our standard hey Cody, show. What's the best what's movie of 2017? In, uh, for in, me, it's Shape of Yeah, that's what I meant. For me, it's Shape of Water. Chad, what's the best movie of 2017? Florida Project. Hey, Mark, what's the best movie of 2017? It's Dunkirk. All right, thanks everyone for listening to the first annual Best Pictures Awards, aka the Pickies. And remember, as you like go out and go to all the after parties keep one thing in mind three billboards success have a good time everybody tip your waiters
Before You Go, Before Sunrise, is the next movie we're watching for Best Pictures. It is my 1995 pick for the best thing that came out that year, um, and you should probably watch it. It's this story about these two people that meet on a train and decide to give themselves a couple hours to fall in love or not fall in love. It is incredibly romantic and just overall lovely. Um, it is not streaming anywhere, unfortunately, but you can buy it or rent it on Amazon or iTunes or wherever you buy or rent movies. Um, that's kind of up to you, I guess. Anyway, you should watch it.